Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nerding in the Deep. I'm Valerie. And I'm Carlos. And Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> Merry Christmas! Sorry for this space that we haven't been here. Yeah, we ended up taking a bit more time off for Christmas because, as usual, I got sick. Well, you got sick. Work is very tiresome and... Do you want someone has to take care of their mental health if they are very tired? Yeah. Taking no. those breaks are important. I have to practice what I preach sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but we, yeah, also because I was sick, we had a pretty quiet Christmas. So we've been mm -hmm. thinking about our episode five. Yeah, as you know, every fifth episode is about a uh, character. We go and do our deep dives. Yes. Just before Christmas, we were watching a lot of Rick and Morty. Mm -hmm. I think we watched it from start to finish. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Uh, we'd watched most of the seasons before, but we decided to watch the whole thing again. It's because it was uh, some time that we haven't watched, so we just wanted to watch everything again. Yeah, exactly. And it got me thinking, and I decided, because usually I take a lead in these episodes, that we would have a look at Beth Sanchez-Smith. Yep. I think she goes by Beth Sanchez and not Beth Smith. I can't remember. I think it's Beth Smith. Yeah. But I'm not sure right now. Yeah. Anyway double barrel her name for the purposes yes. of this episode <laughs> because and i think a lot of people will be like why would you look at beth why not look at rick or morty one of the mm -hmm. two main characters and the reason i chose beth is because i think she's a really good representation of generational trauma so how it went from rick to beth to morty and summer i think it's she's a really good person to look at in the context of the whole Sanchez Smith family. Mm -hmm. So I and it's a bit different because I think a lot of people talk about Rick and Morty and we can forget about about um Beth, Jerry and Summer. Yes, yes. A lot of people will talk more about Rick, Morty, even Jerry. Yeah. And Summer and Beth usually are the most uh, forgettable ones for the rest of the people. Yeah, because they're not kind of as involved in the adventures as much <laughs> as Rick and Morty would be. And then I think everyone has at least once an episode one of those moments where they're like, for God's sake, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How are you like this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that Beth is, uh, as you said, it's very important to look at Beth because if we think about Rick, Rick more or less behaves like always with everyone. There's, there's, yeah, like and yeah. There, there's a small bit of development of this character yes. over time, but very, very great. But Beth is the one that has more interactions with the rest of the family. Mm -hmm. So we can see all the dynamics with Jerry, with Summer, with Morty, with, of course, Rick, mm -hmm. and even with a Space Beth. Yeah. So... I do love Space Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, but all that um, brings us that Beth is probably the most interesting character in order to check their background, their narrative, and their personality. Yeah, and like I said, if you really want to look at why this, the Sanchez-Smith family is the way they are, you could argue that you could just look at Rick, but I think Beth gives you a bit more of a perspective of each family member. I completely agree. So, I think the most easiest place to start mm -hmm. is the very clear thing that you definitely don't need a degree in psychology or psychotherapy to realize Beth has abandonment issues. <laughs> Beth has big, big abandonment issues. And I think that we can see that at the start of the series. Yeah, because it's very, very noticeable. Exactly. And I think that starting from her abandonment issues is where we can start seeing her dynamics. Mm -hmm. We can see a reason on why Beth would pick a Jerry. You can explain it that later. Yeah. We can see why she is, how she is mm. with her dad, and yeah. mostly at the beginning. Because I would basically divide Beth in different Beths. Yeah, there are different sides to Beth. Exactly, and I, I will pinpoint every moment, but the Beth that we're going to start to talk about is that Beth that has more clear abandonment issues, mm. and it's Beth at the beginning before uh, kind of like separating Jerry. Yeah, the divorce and everything. Yeah. yeah. So I think a lot of people will say that her abandonment issues stem solely from Rick because he wasn't a very physically or emotionally present mm -hmm. father for her. But I think people often forget that Beth's mother died. And exactly. in terms of the psychological aspect of that, Death is a form of abandonment. Yeah, we explained that. In yeah, the we've past. mentioned that in previous episodes. I think we explained that in the Jinx episode, that how Jinx saw her parents, her the death of their of yeah. her parents being kind of like a 
an abandonment. Yeah. So if yeah. you haven't seen that episode of Jinx, we highly recommend it. But she was our first deep dive. Exactly. And this is the first deep dive of season two. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we totally planned that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I can see that, that she sees the death of Diane yeah. as an abandonment, of course. Yeah. And at the end is why I'm alo alone. Yeah, exactly. Because... Death, of course, in most cases, is not a choice of the parent. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is, suicide happens. But even when a parent doesn't choose to die, they are still leaving their child. And as much as it might not want to be seen that way, it is a form of abandonment. Even though I think a lot of how Beth's personality develops with her abandonment is more because of the way Rick abandons her. Mm -hmm. I think her entire fear of abandonment isn't just from Rick, it is from her mother and not yes. having a mother figure, a female role model, mm -hmm. she turns to trying to see Rick as her role model. And yes. I think that's how her personality really develops. I think so too. So it's important to note, not entirely Rick's fault, maybe like 90% his fault, but there is a 10% that is. Well, def definitely Rick abandoned her. Oh yeah, like he, he was there, as in he, a father was there, but he was always off on his galactic adventures. There's a really interesting moment. I think it's in Bird Person's Wedding mm -hmm. episode where Beth is trying to get to know her father by talking to Bird Person. And she is very obviously jealous of Bird Person getting to spend so much time. She makes a very passive aggressive comment, yeah. I think, to that means in the episode. It's kind of... It shows how she really wanted Rick to be there. She wanted to be included with everything and she's very jealous. It's almost like bird person is like a brother, you know, a sibling taking yes. the attention away. No, and I completely get that. You don't have to think only abandonment because a, lo a lot of people may think that Rick abandoned Beth when he left and he didn't return. Mm -hmm. But Rick was basically an absentee father. Yeah, he was her stellar guardian. We, ha we have to remember that Rick creates a fantasy world for Beth just for her to be entertained in some well, way. Well, he, I think this is an interesting point. I really want to talk about the Floopy Land episode. So we discover that Rick creates Floopy Land in his words to protect the neighborhood from Beth. Yes. Because she shows some concerning behaviors. And I, what I don't like about the Floopy Land episode is that I think it tries to force this idea of Beth being a sociopath, mm -hmm. that, you know, she wanted to kill things and stuff like that. Well, that's just not the case. I think it goes a bit deeper than that. So first of all, sociopaths don't really have empathy mm -hmm. or love for people. Beth in many episodes has shown that she has that. Tons of times. Um, so I want to kind of look a little bit about why Rick says that she had some concerning behavior. So one of the things that she asks for was a whip that makes people like her. For me, that's more of a sign of her abandonment issues again. Yes. She just wants people to be around her, not leave her. Mm -hmm. That's not a... And of course, you have the want for control because people who have abandonment issues often want to uh, mm -hmm. have a need for control. So again, concerning behavior, definitely sociopathic. I don't think so. I don't think so. And then she asks for a variety of weapons, one of them being a ray gun and I mm -hmm. think pink nunchucks or something yeah. like that. Of course she's going to want weaponry. All she ever sees her father with is weaponry. Exactly. Uh, she sees him going around with a portal gun. Of course she's going to want a ray gun. So that's probably yeah. what she thinks it is. Mm -hmm. So f again, I don't think it's really her intent to want to go and kill everyone in the neighborhood. I think it's she wants to be like her dad. Exactly, but her dad, I think that he misinterprets it like yeah. as a very dangerous kid. Yeah, but it could, I mean, it could be a want to hurt people, but I think if that is the case, it's because she sees her dad hurting Well, people. you know, seeing yeah. how Rick is, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised that even that Beth child has seen a lot, a lot of... But Very questionable things for a child yes. to be seeing. And then the other thing that I think Rick finds quite disturbing, if I remember right, is she wanted an atomically accurate teddy bear. So basically a teddy bear, but had all of the organs and stuff mm -hmm. that a bear would have. Kids are always curious exactly. about anatomy. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a very normal thing. Like, obviously, it's something to watch. You know, they always say watch out for the children that like kill animals in the back garden and stuff like that. That still stands, but she's more interested in looking at it than the act of killing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just the 
normal child's curiosity maybe a bit more extreme because you have to think that she's not a normal child. But more than curiosity, I would also see part of her passion. Her, yeah, that's her, her, her passion is not being a sociopath and open people and look at their insights. Yeah. It's more she wants to be a surgeon. Yeah. So a kid, also the daughter mm. of the smartest world, uh, smartest man in the universe, yeah. I could see her having some curiosity of the things that she feels passionate about and if she feels passionate about about being a surgeon it's normal that she asks for a teddy bear that is anatomy anatomically accurate yeah because of course you're not gonna ask for a puppy you're yeah. not gonna ask for if she'd ask a, for a puppy that she can do surgery on of course that would yeah. be a little bit more concerning. she's not gonna ask for a child yeah. she's not gonna, she asked for a teddy yeah. one thing that doesn't feel absolutely anything because yeah. it's just a it's toy a yeah. but it's anatomically accurate so it's a way of uh, get that curiosity learn a little bit yeah but again rick the way he is he, I think that he misinterprets the signal. Yeah. Also understandable because also Rick has seen a lot of bad stuff in his exactly. life. So And he's probably projecting a little bit of his own insecurity onto her. Definitely projecting there. Um I do think it's a it's a concerning request in the sense that she was very young when she asked for it, but when you take into consideration the trauma that she's experienced and what she's probably witnessed, like we've got to assume she's probably seen a dead alien at this point. Probably. Um, it's just an assumption. But she she grows up a lot faster than mm -hmm. she should, so I wouldn't be too concerned about it. And if she had gotten therapy for any of these issues, she probably would have figured out very fast she's not a sociopath. So, talking about these abandonment mm. issues, how she connects with Jerry? Yeah, so to really answer that question, I kind of want to go to an, another possible kind of disorder that she might have, because mm -hmm. she does have... Sign, some signs of it. So we've already established 99.9% .9 sure not a sociopath. Yeah. But she does have traits of borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily diagnose her with it. First of all, uh, that's not something I'm qualified to do. But I am qualified to work with people who have it, so I can spot some of the uh, signs. Very, very quick, sorry for interrupting, for people that might know not oh, what borderline is personality it is. Yeah. Like if we were three years old, mm. how would you explain it? So borderline personality disorder stems from abandonment in childhood. Mm -hmm. So it, can, it doesn't have to be a physical abandonment. It could be emotional abandonment. You most likely see the traits in women, though men can have it too. But it, it's more noticeable in women psychologically because men tend to express it more physically. Mm -hmm. So some of the traits of borderline uh, personality can be obviously the very strong fear of abandonment. People can't handle criticism. They tend to choose very submissive partners. Mm -hmm. They often have substance abuse issues, alcohol, drugs, that kind of thing. Not always. Well, but it, in Beth ticks the box of alcohol, exactly, for example. Exactly. It's not it's not something that often happens, but it is something that you would have in your list of signs. People can't really handle their emotions. They become very overwhelmed very easily, especially if there's any even hint of abandonment in the air. They can't handle it, um, which is why they often go to substances. And then very impulsive behavior mm -hmm. as well. Their decisions can be very impulsive. Specifically with mothers with borderline personality disorder, they can be very controlling of their mm -hmm. children. You often have a golden child and a not so good child and anywhere in the middle. They will often blame their children or they'll be martyrs. You know, I had you and I took care of you and you did this to me yeah. and that kind of thing. And they struggle an awful lot uh, with separation when it comes to their children, like when their children naturally grow up and want to be a bit more mm -hmm. independent, they struggle massively with that. Okay, so all that, let's gonna connect it. Let's yeah. gonna connect the dots. So we all, as you already mentioned, with the substance issues, um, Beth turns to wine mm -hmm. quite a bit. So alcohol is kind of, I, she's probably one of those functioning alcoholics. Like she's not the type that is like wandering in the street, completely passed out, mm -hmm. covered in vomit. She's a very... Like her dad. Like her dad, yeah. So yeah, she's a fun functional. She'll get drunk and she can be sloppy drunk at mm -hmm. home and 
Her, unfortunately, her children have witnessed this, which yeah. isn't good for them. But I think it's, again, when there's any hint of abandonment, she can't handle that. So she will turn to wine in those mm -hmm. moments. She is quite impulsive at times. Mm -hmm. So when Jerry kind of tells her, look, it's either your father or me, she doesn't even really take that much time to think about it. Obviously, part of that is the abandonment she wants to make sure her dad doesn't leave, but she really doesn't take any time to think about it. You can also see something similar in the first episode that we meet Mr. Poppy Butthole. Yeah. The one with the aliens that copy yeah. things. That at the end of the episode, she ends shooting Mr. Poppy Butthole, but she does it in a whim. She yeah. doesn't... She kind of, he says something that makes her question it. And in the, instead of being like, hey guys, I think... There's a possibility Mr. Poopy Butthole is one of the um, aliens. They, yeah, aliens. I don't remember that. She just shoots. Exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, after the Floopy Land episode, Rick gives her the choice of I can clone you, no one will know, you can go off and have space adventures. We don't know who is the real Beth. I would, I would put money that she chose to leave the clone with the family and go and have space adventures. I think that the clone is a space Beth. Yeah, I, I think, think yeah. yeah. That's probably for another episode <laughs> or yeah. later in this one, maybe. But yeah, she's impulsive. You know, she could have taken weeks to make that decision, but she didn't. She she did it in, we assume, a matter of an hour tops. So yeah, she, she is quite impulsive. She can't handle criticism well. No, of course. Not at all. She'll probably take it from her dad, but no one else. She takes a lot of things from Rick. Yeah. Including the alcoholism that we were talking about. Yeah. yeah, so I think probably he's the only one that can successfully criticize her and she'll take it. Mm -hmm. And she gets better with that, I feel, as the seasons progress. <laughs> Um, but it's still something that she struggles with. Yeah, it's that part of the growth that we see. We go from an Beth with those big abandonment issues that she still has, but we see that decreasing a little bit. Yeah, and we've kind of already explained how she um, struggles with abandonment yeah. a lot. Also, you said about the borderline personalities, they usually tend to pick very submissive. Exactly, which is what will lead me to Jerry, though I will <laughs> say that she isn't very controlling of her kids. She doesn't guilt them an awful lot. So in that sense, she doesn't have that kind of typical borderline mother trait. But I still think that she guilts them, but it's on the inside, on, on her mind. Because at the end, she really thinks, we see it in a couple of episodes, what will happen if my kids didn't exist? Yeah, like I, I think we'll talk a bit about that when we're talking about Beth in Summer, because mm -hmm. you see it a lot there. But in terms of taking a submissive partner, a lot of people will watch the first few seasons, especially of Rick and Morty, and be like, why is Beth with Jerry? Yeah, but for a lot of people, it doesn't make sense. Well, in reality, it really makes it sense. It really, really makes sense. So first of all, she came from a father who was constantly physically and emotionally abandoning her. So she's going to go for a partner that's very low risk going to do that. And that she's, he sees her as a goddess. Yeah. Well, then we see in another episode that she, he sees her as an alien monster. Yeah, she sees herself as a goddess. Yeah. But then, anyway, Jerry adores yeah. Beth. He knows that he got someone that was probably punching a bit too high for him. Wait. Yeah. So she knows that Jerry is someone that's not going to leave her. Exactly. So it, there, it's a safety thing like, mm -hmm. that she chose the safe option. Mm -hmm. um, also part of the control, because at the end, Beth is the matriarch of that yeah. household. At the end, you have to think that it's a person that got, very pre got pregnant very early. Mm -hmm. Even if she got pregnant very early, she took care of the two kids, mm -hmm. her useless husband, yeah. and still got through, well, bad school or whatever I yeah. supposed to become a horse surgeon. Mm -hmm. And she's the one that makes the decisions of, no, my father stays. Yeah. So, and of course, she's the only uh, money earner because, you know, Jerry. and Rick doesn't bring money, although he could. He could if he wanted. Yeah, but ba basically, if we think about Jerry and her, Jerry doesn't bring money. Because Jerry yeah. has never been close to have a job. Yeah. Uh, un unless you call the Pluto ambassador oh, thing. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> and or, his couple of advertising jobs. Or the advertising job yeah. that idea was a fake. Yeah. So there's that part as well. You have to think that Beth really inherited her father's narcissism. Mm -hmm. So she also picked a partner that she can be superior to always. Yes. Like there are 
episodes where she actually sees actually in some ways Jerry is superior. But those are very small moments. But she usually sees Jerry as very inferior, as in the episode that we were saying about yeah. how they see each other. She's, yeah, it's like she, a slug worm uh, thing. I, I always thought a useless. worm. Useless. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a useless, wimpy worm. Yeah, that. exactly. The, and there's no threat to her and having then, a partner that way. And then you can see that one of those doctors describes how perfect is that codependency yeah, that exactly. they have. They're a very codependent relationship. Yeah. Jerry needs someone to control him. Beth needs someone to control. Exactly. And that's why they work. Mm -hmm. Or don't work, depending how you look at it. It's not a healthy relationship. It's not. It's not. And of course, one of the more obvious reasons that Beth is with Jerry is they did get pregnant quite young. Yes. Decided to keep the child. Which brings me to another part of Beth's personality, which is her self-sabotaging nature. So this is not a a criticism on anyone that gets pregnant young and decides to keep their child. This is very Beth-specific. I think that her getting pregnant that young was a complete self-sabotage move on her part. Mm -hmm. She's terrified of failing or looking weak in her father's eyes. And though this kind of probably did make her look a little bit weak in her his eyes, it's also her excuse for failing. I, th I think it's also... The keep the children is not to be alone at the end. There's it, that point it, it, if Rick would have been there, probably there would have never been a cross with Jerry. Probably she would have ended as a surgeon. Yeah. But Rick wasn't there. So you end with a guy that is not going to abandon you. Mm. But at the same time, your children most yeah. likely are not going to abandon Babies you. Babies are needy. They 100% rely on you. So... That baby wasn't going to abandon her. So that's another reason that she probably decided to keep the child. <laughs> so yeah, so she has the kind of bit that she has that excuse to fail. Oh, I didn't go off and become like the second most intelligent person in the universe and go on space adventures. I had a child at home to mm -hmm. take care of. Or one of the things I feel is hinted a lot throughout the seasons is she is proud of being a horse surgeon, but there's that hint that maybe she wanted to be a human person surgeon yeah. and something got in the way. Maybe that was the baby. I think it was part of the baby's baby, yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Having to support her family, yeah. like all that. So it's almost another reason and another excuse that she, she didn't get what she wanted. <laughs> There's the, that aspect of it. And the final aspect of her and Jerry is she probably wanted to piss off her dad. She's very angry at him. She's very angry at, Rick, I think that she doesn't know how to express it. At least at the at the beginning, she doesn't know because she thinks that every time that she's gonna give some criticism of her uh, to her dad, he's gonna go away. Yeah, there's like it's not safe for her to express her anger it, at him it, in her mind. She does it lately. She does she because, does. because uh, put we, your foot down. Yeah, because we we will talk a little bit about her growth through the series, mm. but she does it lately, but not at the beginning. Yeah. She's uh, very needy and clingy with her dad at the beginning. And she's very afraid that any criticism is going to bring any disaster. Yeah. She won't even let her family criticize her. But, but all that brings that if you have to think that her dad wasn't there mm. when she met Jerry, yeah. probably inside of her mind, apart of all those factors that we were saying, I am sure that she could be thinking on, you know, in a subconscious way that this guy would really piss my dad. Oh yeah, because you have to think when you're when you've suffered through something like abandonment like Beth has, there's a lot of rage that goes mm -hmm. with that and she has not found her way to express it outward. She completely expresses it inward through her alcoholism, through her self-sabotaging. Mm -hmm. The person she's hurting is herself because it's not safe for her in her mind to to be angry. Yeah, I, I am very surprised that in Rick and Morty we haven't seen an episode or that I don't recall right now, maybe you correct me that Beth has a really, really crazy outburst of yeah. whatever. Yeah, like we she, have seen it, for she, example. She yells at, at some point, she, she gets angry, but there's no like major explosion. Of no, not something really. similar to, for example, what we have seen in The Simpsons with Marge, that yeah. at the end, I think there are a couple of episodes where Marge gets frustrated yeah. to the limit and they they show you yeah. what, what it does or even her. with morty like morty has a couple of episodes exactly. where he loses it and we never see beth really lose i don't it. i don't think that or at least i i don't recall if there is an episode where you think that beth really shows all her anger or her frustration or explodes let us know at uh, in our x mm. uh, at nerd in deep 
but I tell you, I don't recall yeah. any episode like that. But we also have to think, and this is probably a topic for another time, but just to put it in, I actually did my master's thesis on this. Uh, women tend to express anger in a very different way mm -hmm. to men. So tears are quite a common way for women to express anger, and we do see Beth cry quite a bit. Yes. So, and like I said, that turning it inwards, that's another way that women express anger. We tend to redirect it. So that's something to keep in mind. She, she is showing us her anger, just not in the healthy way that she needs to. Mm -hmm. I find her defensiveness in the episode where they had to go to therapy the very interesting. Yeah, Pickle Rick. Also, on a personal note, that therapist looks very like my own, which I find very funny. <laughs> also, as Carlos has heard me complain about a lot, especially American TV shows, they don't make therapists look very good. This is probably not too bad. Definitely other shows make them look worse. But yeah, this therapist isn't too bad. At least in this episode. Then there are other episodes yeah, where other the therapist appears. But yeah. yeah, but at least in this episode, this... Yeah. I love how she doesn't like take any of the family's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> even Rick. And even though they're t telling her very shocking things about the stuff Rick and... She doesn't flinch. She doesn't flinch. So fair yeah. play to her. Fair play, fair play. <laughs> Let's go back to Beth. Yeah. So we have covered first the two first types of Beth that we see. Mm. So first is that Beth with the abandonment issues. And then we covered that just a little bit when she decides by impulse just to break up with Jerry. Yeah. But then we see a new Beth when it's when they come back together. Mm -hmm. I think it's very, very important to to acknowledge that yeah. because it's a Beth that is a little bit less afraid of her father. A bit more it, assertive with uh, her. A little bit more assertive. Of course, we still see some doubts. We see that uh, she doesn't want to lose her father. We see that in the episode that they have to fly away from Earth and they go to a very small... A tiny place that you can walk around in like 20 minutes. I think that that's the last episode of season two. Yeah, Something like so, that. Yeah. But Beth tells Rick that from now on mm -hmm. he has to understand that she is with with Jerry yeah. and that Morty has to go to school. Yeah. So she tries to put her foot down a little bit mm -hmm. to have, gather a little bit more of control. Yeah. Another thing is that if she's successful or not. Yeah. She's de they definitely put boundaries down for Rick. They're not the best at enforcing them, but they do remind him of them mm -hmm. quite often. So. Sometimes he just doesn't listen or he finds ways around it, but the boundaries are at least a little bit more clear yes. from like season three onwards. And that's a big step for Beth because like I said, she she got her dad's narcissism. She's a very selfish person mm -hmm. and she constantly throws away the needs of her family and her children for the needs of her dad. Like, mm -hmm letting Morty go in very dangerous situations. And where leaving a, a school. No? Leaving school. Like, there's a high possibility of him dying every time he goes on one of these adventures. He dies several times, yeah. but, you know, Rick. <laughs> yeah. Basically ignoring Summer mm -hmm. most of the time, ignoring the wants and needs of Jerry and not really seeing the lack of control and boundaries in the household. Like, she ignores that just mm. because she all she cares about especially in season one and two is her dad not leaving yes but we can see after that change that even rick sometimes sometimes is a little bit afraid of of the re of the reaction that beth yeah. might take i remember that there's that funny episode with the kindergarten for jerry's oh yeah and one of the the reasons is something to do with that Beth doesn't know what's happening or something mm. like that. So in order to hide or because yeah. he fears the reaction of her, yeah, of, of I think, his daughter. I think Rick deep down really does feel very guilty for the way he's been with Beth. And that's why you see him probably be the nicest to her. He will call her out on some of her crap mm -hmm. sometimes, but you don't see him criticize her all that much. I think that Beth is the only character in the series that Rick doesn't insult, at least directly. Yeah. I think that, as you said, he can call her out, mm -hmm. but we have seen him insulting Morty a lot of times, but Morty, what, well, is very submissive. Yeah. We can see him insulting Summer, but Summer 
Doesn't, doesn't care. She's a teenager, very well portrayed teenager, but doesn't care. Yeah. And he insults a lot of times Jerry, but Jerry, first, he's a coward, and second, he's too stupid to realize what's happening. <laughs> yeah, he's quite naive. But I also think that Rick, even if sometimes that's all, all in my own head, mm. you no. Know, something that maybe happens in the series. But even sometimes he wants to insult he, his daughter. He doesn't do it because I think that he knows that he would really her. create pain yeah. there and he would really destroy her because for Beth, it's still, even if she tries to be a little bit more independent, mm -hmm. it's still very, very important for her that thing. Yeah, and like Rick knows that she has very strong abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. And I think in the first season maybe not so much in the second but in the first he definitely almost uh, plays off it yes he knows he'll get away with things and i think as she starts to be more assertive he's kind of like yeah i probably pushed this too far and actually <laughs> if i want her in my life i'm gonna have to at least pretend to respect her yeah and he does he wants yeah. her in her life well i do think he respects her but i think he has to pretend to respect the rules that she's yes Yes. So yeah, we do see a development in, in Beth. You know, she's after that kind of period apart from Jerry. She, who someone who be who felt very superior to him, realized why she actually was with him and that she loves him. And even though he's probably still a little bit of the helpless worm, that well, he is definitely uh, annoyed. She recognizes the the safety in that and the value that she has in him being that way. But I feel that also by her recognizing the value of Jerry, mm -hmm. it is very interesting. We see Rick having way more adventures with Jerry mm -hmm. because kind of like, I wouldn't say recognize the value of Jerry, but recognize that sometimes his usefulness, his uselessness yeah. is useful for, for Rick at some time. Yeah, and, and it's also like he, he got them to start divorce proceedings. He almost got them there, but realized, oh, okay, if I didn't succeed then, I probably won't succeed in splitting yeah. them up, at least for another 10 years. <laughs> uh, so he's going to have to deal with Jerry being around. Yeah. So it's kind of his way of just accepting that. But I think it's kind of similar to what you're saying with Jerry about the uselessness being valuable. That's the same reason Morty is around because him not being very intelligent blocks his intelligence yeah. and that's why he goes on adventures with them. So that's something- He has the Morty waves and Yeah, the... that's the thing we always have to look out for with Rick. We can think he's doing something nice, but usually 90% of the time it's for his own benefit. Yes. And I think we all kind of can empathize with Beth because we want more from Rick. We mm -hmm. we want him to be a better dad and, yes. and everything, but he, he lets us down. But too. that's part of the funny side of Rick and Morty is yeah. that, you know, we are part of that. We want Rick to be a little bit better, but of course, um, if he was a little bit better, then he wouldn't be Rick. Exactly. Uh, exactly. We do see Rick progress. That's another episode. Uh, yeah, that's but, another episode of Rick. And he does very clearly care about his family in the way that Rick can. Mm -hmm. Because I think he was traumatized a lot by his wife's death. Yeah. And he's afraid to connect with them because he doesn't want to feel that pain of losing. Well, someone. but yeah, but he loses loses a lot of people, like per person yeah. or another or another uh, characters. But yeah, going back to Beth because at the end this episode is about Beth, mm -hmm. not about Rick. But you know, it's very difficult to talk about Rick and Morty, and of course, not to not, not talk about Rick yeah. <laughs> and Morty and Morty. Yeah, um, but I do think it's important to talk about Beth's kind of dynamic and how yeah, that her. affected her family. Like we haven't talked too much about them, but the way she is has really affected um, Summer and Morty. Yeah, well. we can go to her, well, son or to her daughter, whatever yeah. you prefer. Well, it's probably the, because we've already spoken about the, the early pregnancy and all that. Mm -hmm. I think we see the damage that Beth's selfishness has had on Summer. Mm -hmm. So for some reason, they decided not to kind of downplay the fact it was an accidental pregnancy and yeah. that she wasn't planned and they, that abortion was considered and all that kind of stuff. Like Summer is very aware of this, which is very damaging to a child. Yes. Like, of course, she could probably figure out from her by herself eventually the age Beth had her and probably that was a bit young and what might have happened, but they make it very clear. And you can see that there's Beth resents Summer a lot on I think it's, level. It's very highlighting and very damaging for Summer in that episode that they can see alternate features and in mm -hmm. every feature that 
her parents are successful, yeah. summer is not that. Exactly. And I, that's very hard for a child <laughs> to, to know and basically feel that they ruined their parents' life. <laughs> But anyway, I think that even she resents summer mm. uh probably she can resent herself because at the end she was the one taking the decision of yeah. keeping the the baby i think that there's real love between oh no she does love her daughter but i think because beth didn't have a good strong parental role model mm -hmm. and because of how young she was when she had summer she had no idea how to parent her no exactly but but she shows that love and i i like to remember that episode where summer turns inside out Yeah, and uh, giant. And giant. Yeah. And at the end, Beth decides to turn exactly the same so she can be with yeah. her daughter. So I find that episode also a good example of um, Beth's feel of fa failure and uh, her selfishness. Because she wants to do all by herself. Yeah, she won't go to Rick for help. She's letting her, her daughter be in pain and confused and terrified all because she won't go to her dad mm -hmm. and ask for help. Yeah. So that's that's the other side of that. But yeah, the, the end is, is sweet. <laughs> It's very clear Beth loves Summer and is probably at the end happy that she exists. Yeah. But she does struggle with that choice that she made. But our parents' choices should not be put on the children. Yeah. Summer did not choose to be born. Exactly. Beth made that choice and she, Summer should never have had to have gone through that knowledge that she probably wasn't wanting. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's why Summer also gets away with an awful lot. It's very similar to Rick and Beth's relationship in that Beth kind of looks like there are some boundaries there, but if you see the person putting down boundaries with Summer, it's usually Jerry. Yeah. Summer ignores him, but he just tries to put yeah. the boundaries He there. tries, he tries with a no phone and yeah. with other stuff, yeah. Yeah, the Summer kind of gets to do what she wants, and that's probably, again, the lack of knowledge on how to parent at the early mm -hmm. years, but also Beth's guilt of, well, I probably didn't give her a great childhood. She knows I considered not having her, so I'm just going to let her have what she yeah. wants and do what she wants, because that makes up for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we also get kind of... Summer's really strong personality, her strength, uh, her feminism, I think, comes from Beth as well. Because yeah. it is a matriarchal household. The strong characters in that family are Beth and Summer. Well, and Rick. But Rick... But Rick wasn't there. Okay, yeah. yeah. So at the beginning, like, uh, for Summer and Morty growing up, Rick wasn't yeah. there. Beth got her domineering narcissistic personality from her dad and she kind of passed that on to mm -hmm. to summer though i think summer is less extreme with it yes um i don't think she's narcissistic i think she's just a teenage girl <laughs> that, that, yeah she's a teenage girl yeah so there's good points that come out of it like summer has a very strong personality she has very clear moral beliefs that she sticks to bit bit of a feminist um feels like being a woman doesn't hold her back mm -hmm. and she gets that from her mom. I think that the same-sex child tends to go towards the same-sex parent so you have the very strong Summer and then you have the very weak Morty. He came he grew up in a household where the mother was dominant, the father was submissive so he kind of copied Jerry at the very the first two seasons Morty is ridiculously submissive. He very rarely questions Yeah, Rick. he's a he's a wimp. Um, but then Rick comes into the family and he gets to see a strong male character mm -hmm. and then we see Morty start to get a backbone. Yeah, and that's also the fact that he meets other Mortys where he can see, okay, I can have another personality, I don't have to see, say yes to everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, going back to, to the dynamics, mm. he is also very, I suppose, submissive to his mom until Rick comes and then... Because when Rick comes, Rick is the top of the pyramid. Yeah. Because we were talking that that starting Beth is just uh, afraid of the abandonment. Mm. Morty then follows the footsteps, as you said, mm. of, of Rick. It develops right, yeah. more of a backbone. Mm -hmm. But I think that whole family dynamic really stems from Beth. It doesn't really... Mm -hmm. Like Jerry being submissive. Jerry was always submissive before there was a Beth in his life. But that the family dynamics really come more from Beth than Jerry. But at the same time, I think that Beth lets Morty to do whatever he wants to do. Uh, we, ha we can see it, for example... In some episodes, one of them that I really remember is the one that Rick, uh, sorry, Morty gets that sex robot. Oh, yeah. And most parents wouldn't allow that. Yeah, yeah, but Beth is like, oh, you know, 
He's exploring. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I think that she also lets him do a lot. Yeah, I think in some ways, and this is what I mean by generational trauma, in some ways, Beth is an absentee parent. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not really that involved with her kids' lives at all. No. So she's abandoned them just like her father mm -hmm. abandoned her. You see the episode where Morty has a son? Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah. You can see him almost trying to correct it. He doesn't abandon his son at all. Yeah. So that I find that interesting. Usually it's hard to break generational trauma. It'll just be abandonment and abandonment and more abandonment until someone works on themselves and breaks that cycle. Whereas Morty already can see how damaging the abandonment of Rick was on Beth and how probably he feels the abandonment of Beth is on him, that he doesn't do it to his son. Well, on the other hand, I think that also Morty copies a little bit of his dad because, yeah. yes, Jerry is useless, but at the same time of being useless, he's not an abandoning father, you know, yeah. he's there and... Uh, but he tries to correct his children, but of course, yeah. his children need But then we also have Summer, because I always thought, I wonder what Summer would be like as a parent, because mm -hmm. again, you tend to copy the same-sex parent, but when they have the incest baby, yeah. as soon as Summer is given the opportunity to be with that baby, she goes and she takes it. So yeah. that's quite interesting. Now, I don't think it's a very normal parental relationship. <laughs> I would like to see her with, with a child in the future yeah. and how she would treat that child not the giant incest baby <laughs> but <laughs> but, but um, she's rick and morty yeah but it's rick and morty we probably will never get to see it but yeah. unless work is done and summer is someone who's very pro kind of therapy and working on yourself yeah. so she could be the one that breaks the cycle could be could be uh so we have talked about well most of the best dynamics mm. on on her household yeah but we are missing one Mm -hmm. We are missing Space Beth. We're missing we, Space Beth. That we have mentioned sometimes, mm -hmm. but of course we are still having gone deep into. Yeah, so if you want a funny representation of narcissism, Beth and Space Beth is probably a good mm -hmm. one. Like, it literally gets to the point where she's attracted to herself and has sex with herself and is in a relationship with herself. Mm -hmm. That's narcissism. <laughs> yeah, that's narcissism, but... It to the extreme. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you have the... There's always been two parts of Beth. The Beth that wants to be a good mother and wife and the part that wants to make her dad proud. And she managed to actually get the two Beths separated mm -hmm. and they all, all go and do their thing. Yeah. Though you can see that the Beth that stays at home does get kind of jealous of Space Beth, but we never see Space Beth get jealous of the mother, the Beth that stays at home. And no, but still, we could say that the Space Beth likes a little bit of that life because yeah, she, she hangs come around. Back. She comes for family occasions yeah, and she, stuff She like hangs that. around, so yeah. even if it's not mentioned that way, because of course our household Beth mm -hmm. is the one that shows more her feelings mm. and that's why i also think that she's not the clone because it's always mostly from her point of view mm. and not from a space yeah. Beth point of view she gets jealous yeah the other one doesn't mention that she's jealous but she hangs around which makes me think that in some ways she likes mm. what there is around and mostly she likes it it's surprising she also likes to spend time with the jerry yeah both beth had a kind of like a open relationship yeah. there with Jerry look he's a a lucky man for himself yeah. you know yeah. you can see it with uh with uh, the two bats yeah with the two bats uh, but I think that it's a very very interesting relationship because as, as you said we have two bats that have different dynamics and different personalities mm -hmm. because one stays yeah. and the other has had the opportunity to go out. Yeah, and she's very hardened by her experiences mm -hmm. fighting. The, she's a rebel fighting mm -hmm. in space like the She's hardened a lot. Like she almost kind of like Rick sees the kind of petty crap that we care about <laughs> yeah. on Earth as a family. Like she kind of is like, what the hell? This isn't important. You yeah. know, she gets a bit of that from Rick, I think. But oh, I also think it's kind of very selfish thing of Beth to basically bring Space Beth into the family and not like they're not working through that introduction or anything like literally is it Morty or Summer 
catches them having sex in the spaceship. Like, that's a very messed up dynamic and it's not worked through. It just kind of happened. She doesn't ask anyone and she's just like, no, Space Breath is here now and yeah. she'll visit on holidays. And it's like, what that, the hell? That, that house is very, very messed up. Yeah. And, and poor Marty and Summer have seen a lot of things. That they uh, shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, they have seen it in a lot of episodes we could mention. Like I was thinking now in the Unity episode, for example, mm. the first one, but we could see other episodes. Summer, poor, when she gets stuck in the car because they go to to visit the inside of yeah. the Gafra battery. She has seen she has seen some stuff. Yeah. So um, Beth is very much her father's daughter, but she's trying. Probably, probably she would be able to try harder if she had some some help there. Yeah. <laughs> but also, if she was someone that has borderline personality disorder, that is a very difficult disorder to work with. Most people who have it don't want therapy, believe in therapy, think there's anything wrong with mm. them. So it, it's there. It's a very defensive disorder. But she thinks that therapy may be useful because she's the one that pushes. She does. Her she does. And like I said, there's exceptions to every rule. There's a lot of people with with this disorder that do come to therapy, but she's still very, very defensive yeah. with it. I think it's very, very hard for her to hear that she could be in the wrong. And of course, there's very, we've kind of explained why that would be very hard for her to hear. But overall, we definitely see the character develop. She, yes. She gets a bit firmer with her dad. Boundaries start to be set. She starts to make demands. You know, she kind of stops making Jerry as inferior. There's always still some moments, but she definitely it isn't a constant. Yes. You know, she's catching herself. She's mm -hmm. trying to be better. And at the end of the day, that's what we're all trying to do. Yeah. So it's very hard in that family, <laughs> in that family. <laughs> because it's very messed up. Yeah, it, <laughs> I think it, you would need like a whole team of therapists to even attempt it. Yeah. Um, but um, she is a really good representation of how how the generational trauma has developed mm -hmm. over time, and how how hard abandonment is for people. Like she is reacting as the the abandoned child a lot. Mm -hmm. And I sympathize with her and I empathize I with her understand. an awful lot because of that, even if I don't agree with her choices sometimes. <laughs> I've done a lot of the talking here because obviously the, the deep dives. Oh, on the, tend, yeah, tend, kind of. I'm kind of curious, like without all of my opinions, what do you think of Beth? I like Beth as a character. It's a character that I think that through the series is the one that we see more of a development. We see a little bit of Morty and yeah, sometimes we could say even Rick, he's often stuff a, a, a little bit mm. compared from the first seasons. But Beth is a person that we can really put a um, mark on every time that she more or less changes something. Mm. And as I said, it goes all from you have the initial Beth, then you have the Beth that goes through that breakup mm. and acknowledging that maybe her life is not as good mm. uh, but taking a, a little bit of hold into that then the Beth that understands that she really loves Jerry and she needs to put her foot down and even with her dad mm -hmm. because this is not gonna work if he she just presses her dad and she yeah, needs he, to if he's undermining the relationship it's not exactly and then I think that we see uh, a new Beth again when Space Beth appears because our household Beth mm. uh, she learns a little bit from um, Space Beth yeah. and on what she could be. Yeah, um, but I think she also really affirms herself in that she wants to be household Beth. She wants to be with her family, mm -hmm. even though she admires the adventures yes. of Space Beth. You know, she never goes, "Oh, I wish I was that Beth." Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I I like all that. Personally, I have been checking when preparing for this episode, try to see more opinions on the uh, how Beth develops as a character or the narrative standpoint from Beth, but there's not much on the internet. Mm. Um, I still feel that she's a very passive character that tries to move a little bit more in the later seasons, but mm. at the beginning it was just whatever is happening is happening and I will react to it yeah. with some sparks of impulsiveness yeah. or some actions that she would do. Uh, I'm looking forward to see in further seasons mm. 
what Beth develops. I'm curious to see if we finally will see a pure adventure of daughter and dad. Yeah. Uh, because I think that Beth from the whole Smith family. Less adventure. Uh, she's the one that has the less adventures mm -hmm. with Rick. Even Jerry has had more adventures mm. with Rick than, than Beth. So I would like to see at least an adventure of, of Beth. Mm. But I don't know. Or if of, or if it's not with Rick, at least Beth and Space Beth. Yeah, I think have that an would adventure, be a fun episode too. To have an adventure together. Mm -hmm. I think that that could be very interesting. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, that's more or less my opinion on, on Beth. Personally, I, I couldn't agree more with all the fact that we have stated with the borderline personality and with the narcissism and, well, her dynamics with mm. uh, the rest of the family. Yeah, I think she's an interesting character. She, I wouldn't go as far as to say she's forgettable. I think she just doesn't get as much screen time. Mm -hmm. Like, she's a very dominant character when an episode is about her. Yes. So I'm really, I like, like you, I'm kind of interested to see how things develop with her, especially now that we have two Beths. Like, yes. if we come back in a couple of years' time and do this episode again, we might have to break it down into Household Beth and Space Beth because they are two different characters. Yes. So that'll be interesting to see mm -hmm. how they do that. Or will we get an episode where one dies and there's only one Beth left? Yeah. So that would be interesting as well. But yeah, we're of course, we're curious to hear what you, our listeners, think of Beth and about what some of the points that we've made today. Are you a fan of Beth? Do you think she's not a great character? Do you agree with our points? Remember, you can contact us on X, Twitter, whatever it's called, <laughs> at Nerding Deep, yeah. and, and let us know your thoughts. Also, what do you think about our first deep dive of season two? Exactly. That has been our first deep dive. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear about characters that you would like us to explore. Mm -hmm. We're happy to look at, at anything. Yeah. Really. I really enjoy putting these episodes. Exactly, together. me too. That's my therapist brain working. <laughs> and they are the most fun episodes sometimes. Yeah. I think it's because we, we are pretty equal in most episodes, mm -hmm. but you do a lot of the planning for some of them. <laughs> um, but this this one is more me behind it, yeah. so I get a little bit more into these yeah. ones sometimes. But yeah, we hope you're enjoying your start to 2024. Mm -hmm. We hope it's a good year for you and a good year for the podcast. Yes. We hope to have some really good episodes and maybe some things other than podcast episodes coming yeah. eventually. Who knows? Who knows? No hints at all. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our episode. Yeah. I've been Valerie. And I've been Carlos. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.